0: This is a Danger Entertainment podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network.
1: We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we want to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertising that's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast roundtable with three to five guests usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, TV. I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week, along with a box office news. And somehow we have listeners, so they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify,
0: and any good podcast app. Because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app.
1: Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye.
2: And welcome to episode 318 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast.
3: I'm Sean. I'm Ian. And this is the only
2: podcast that says... Now Woody, he's been my pal for as long as I can remember. He's brave, like a cowboy should be. And kind, and smart. But the things that make Woody special is he'll never give up on you. Ever. Ever. He'll be there for you, no matter what. Truth. That is truth. Yeah. I'm ready to roll a tear now just reading. I know, dude. (laughs)
3: Thinking about the fucking grain scene.
2: Yeah. Uh, The last one. uh, How are you, sir?
3: I'm good. Yeah. I'm real good. I'm angry. Yeah? Yeah. Why?
2: Cracked my phone. Oh, Yeah cracked the screen on my phone today yeah pissed me off and then i fucked myself over (laughs) this is just so i'm coming back from break at work Mm -hmm. i'm heading back to my desk i'm taking my phone out of my back pocket and it slips out of my hand and it drops and i i I have a a case but it's not a great case but a soft drop yeah, but it, it wasn't that far of a drop, and I mean, and I, like, I don't drop the phone all that often, but when I have dropped it, I've, like, it's usually from that same height, and I've never had a problem. Oh, yeah. Like, I've dropped it on a harder floors. So this is, like, the floor at work, it's got a shitty carpet, but it's carpeted. Nonetheless, I picked the damn thing up, and it is fucking spiderwebbed. That's crazy. So, I'm pissed about that. <laughs> so... Immediately, I go to AT&T. I get on the the site for the insurance to file a claim. I figure, I'm just going to get a replacement screen. I mean, fuck, I did it for Nancy. Like, like, within 10 minutes, they had it approved, and I could, you know, go to get it done that day. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was shocked at how easy it was. So, I'm putting in all the information... Blah, 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 blah. Apparently, I'm not paying attention. I thought I selected I want to replace the screen. Submitted my claim. The screen comes up and says, hey, congratulations. We've got a replacement phone for you. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want a replacement phone. I wonder if it could just replace the screen. Yeah, yeah. And there was nothing I could do could change that. Like, I'm going to try calling them tomorrow. Because, we're again, we're recording on Friday. So, I'm going to try to call them tomorrow to see if I can get that taken care of. But, like, I was just like, oh, fuck me. Because it was just, it was in, and that was it. It was done. Yeah, yeah. You know, emails are popping up. Like, hey, we've we've received your claim. Your claim has been approved. We'll send you an email with the tracking number for your phone. I'm like, fuck me. And then, so it's Friday. I mean, this is Friday night at, like, you know, 830, quarter to 9 at night that I'm getting this all taken care of. In between doing my actual work. (laughs) Yeah, And then, like, they're like, and we're going to set up an appointment to have somebody contact you to help you set up your new phone. How fucking complicated is it, number one? Right. I mean, I've done this before. I helped Nancy, like, when she, a couple years ago, she replaced her phone. We, the She wanted a pink one or some shit, so they had to mail it to her. And she got, she was able to set the phone no problem. I don't see where, I'm going to have a problem. Yeah. You know, I know what the fuck I'm doing, you know, but, you know, I've got... I had to set up an appointment, and it's like, it goes, we're expecting your phone to be delivered on Saturday. I'm like, what the fuck? It's 830 at night. There's no way I'm getting a phone on Saturday. Yeah. Expected delivery date Saturday. Like, uh-uh. So I put it off to Sunday, and I'm expecting to tell them, yeah, I ain't got it yet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I'll set it up. Give me a clue.
1: Yeah.
2: You know? Wow. I was, Yeah, it was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is nuts. That's a lot. Yeah, 112 bucks is going to cost me. It's like a, a $60 difference because, I like, a screen, like when Nancy got her screen changed out, it was 50 bucks. you know? And I, 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 so I'm paying 112 to replace my whole phone. And then I, I'm texting her, telling her this, and she's like, I didn't know I could get a new phone. I didn't know that was an option. Well, I didn't want a new phone, you know? <laughs> it's not an option. <laughs> right. It's not the option I wanted. Right. You know, I'm angry about this. So... No. Yeah. That's where I'm at.
3: Well, there you go. Yeah.
2: But it's my own fault. Like, I, I dropped the phone. It wasn't like somebody knocked it off or something. I dropped the phone. So that's my fault. It's my fault for not paying attention or close enough attention to <laughs> filling out the form.
3: Right. right.
2: You know... So that's my fault. Like, I'm not blaming anybody other than myself. So let's, let's clear that up. You know what I mean? Like, it, this is my fault. <laughs> you know? Right. So, uh, but still, it's just like, motherfucker, like, let me correct the mistake. Like, give me an option to confirm everything. Like, you know, this is what you want to do. You know, can you confirm? It, it, it was just like, I could submit. Congratulations. I'm
3: like, yeah.
2: <laughs> son of a bitch.
3: 100 bucks later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a rough week for you.
2: It is. It's a rough. Uh, less than less than four hours ago, this, yeah. this yo, know, this happened to me. That's Girl, rough. Yeah.
3: Uh. You okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I I'm getting old. You like, gotta I, survive. Yeah, I'm getting old. Like I, I in order to look at my phone, I have to take my glasses off anymore. Wow. Like yeah, like I, I'm 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 i probably need bifocals at this point. <laughs> like I need to make an eye appointment, and I'm gonna like cause I never do. I'm, I'm 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 just as bad with an eye doctor as I am with going to a regular doctor. Right. right. Like the last time I got those glasses, the the, the doctor was like, "So do you know how long it's been since you've been here?" I'm like, yeah, what three four years? She's so, like seven. I'm like, oh wow, time flies. You <laughs> know. <laughs>
3: You need to go to an eye doctor.
2: Yeah. So, like, it has been probably four years since I had those glasses. So, yeah. I had to go to an eye doctor. I'm just not looking forward to, like, that moment of truth where it's like, yeah, you should probably wear bifocals. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. I'm there now. Are you? I didn't know you wore
3: bifocals. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you have a hard time adjusting to them?
3: Uh, no. No? I mean, first couple of weeks... Yeah, but after that I was,
2: I was like, I, I live in fear of it because like I, I don't know I don't know how that would work
3: it works you, your body just becomes automatic really yeah it's not it's not that big of a deal okay I mean I don't think so yeah but
2: um I like the whole thought of like I mean I don't know your
3: script it. so I mean yeah. like I don't
2: but like the whole thought of just not being able to use like full <sighs> field of vision for everything I guess bothers me. Yeah. You know what I mean like I'm so accustomed to like you know I'm just using my full field of vision to drive. Well, your your eyes actually adjust.
3: Yeah. It's not really Yeah. I and mean, they get used to it. And trust me, I am mean, like sure. I I mean I mean like when I went from hey, you have astigmatism to hey, you need a bifocal. Yeah. You suck. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. And it's one of those deals where like, I, I mean, 101 other people wear, gla- wear bif- you know, a, th- a million people wear bifocals. I'm sure right, like, you know, right. if a million, like, but the, pro- the funny thing is like, like, I had a hard time. I never could get used to putting in contacts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I don't wear contacts. Like when I was sixteen or seventeen, I just my eyelid closed. Like my eye closes when I put my finger near. It. I can't help it. It's
3: Same a, thing. I yeah. don't wear contacts. Either. Yeah.
2: I mean, people who are like, "Oh, you just hold it open and pop it in." No. I wish it was that fucking simple. Yeah. You know, you you. you know. I am not a gecko. My eye won't stay open. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah, it doesn't.
2: Yeah. So
3: I don't wear it. I. I like my glasses. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with glasses, but like now it's like. If I do need bifocals, like that just, I don't know. I might resist and just go with like a regular prescription and just keep taking my glasses off to read my phone. Yeah. You know, but that's annoying because like there are times where like I want to watch TV and look at my phone at the same time. Yeah. It
3: doesn't, I have, as a person that wears a bifocal lens, um, it. At first, it's kind of weird, mm-hmm. and then you become used to it. Right. You know? It, it's, it becomes automatic. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry that much.
2: Well, And there's also the, that's just another sign of getting old. Sure. You know what I mean? I, it just, it is. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean. There are many, many ways I'm not resisting that, but for some odd reason, that's just one of those things where I'm like, fuck. You it know? is what it is. I know. I know. But, uh... PSP. Like, I like playing with my PSP. And I can barely see it now. It's, like, it's so blurry. But yet, you know, I like to watch TV. So, I'm like, I'll watch the PSP. I'll look up at the TV see what's going i watch the PSP. I'll, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, that's...
3: Well, you need glasses.
2: Yeah. I, I, need, I, need, I need bifocals to be able to do both. And, right. You know. So...
3: I... This week, I have started watching Lost in Space again. Did you? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. What, how far along are you? Uh,
3: one, two, three, four. Fifth episode. Okay. Yeah. Checking right along Yeah. Um, Ellie and I have been watching. Yeah. She didn't watch it with me originally. Right. Um, but she's starting to watch it with me now. Yeah. And she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really
2: good show. It is. It's really, really good. The like the naysayers like I'm, it's like one of those few shows like many times I can like say okay I get what you're saying why this show sucks yeah. or why this is bad like people who like put down the Flash and Arrow and stuff like I get it you're right I still enjoy it yeah but like this show like I like people who like put it down like are like oh it's fucking boring and like, this is really good yeah this is
3: there's a real human element yeah to
2: I thought oh, it was really well done.
3: Um. And she loves the robot. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't made it to. Well, maybe we're on the fourth episode. She hasn't made it to.
2: I think the fifth episode is the one where, like, yeah, he's exposed. Yeah, like to the entire colony. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, badass. Yeah, it's a badass moment. But yeah, but still, like, it, it is like it's like I get like because like the robot is kind of cool. He look he, lo- he has a very cool look about him like, yeah like the whoever designed the robot did a really good job with that mm-hmm. you know and then I, I know there's a, a you know there's a guy doing motion capture for it and you know whoever does that motion capture does a really good job with it well I think that really because his his movements don't look human no they don't look stiff like a robot per se they're very fluid right but yet it's not a humanistic movement as well True. You but I,
3: I think the whole thing with the. Uh, I think they, what they've really captured in this is, is the real um, empathetic element to this robot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I you got to fly like I can hear him it it him a buzzing. Is a fly or a moth? It's a fly. I uh, heard a buzzing.
3: Yeah. So. Um, What the real thing is, is it's this empathetic moments with this robot that are incredible. Yeah. And this show slowly makes you fall in love with this robot.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, truly. Yeah. I mean, amongst the other stories.
2: That's what's so good
3: about this series is.
2: And even knowing what the robot was. (laughs) Right. Because they they don't hide it. No. At all like it's, it's right out there on front street. Yeah. And it but you know when he's with Will, you know, after Will I mean, it, it's like so well done.
3: But but the robot is developing. Yeah. It's growing. Yeah. as a robot yeah. or, or whatever it as is. As an entity. Entity. Yeah. Um as it is. And, and that's like what's really good about this show is you see this progression in the robot. Yeah. You know, it's not really there's so many plot lines, yeah, to the story. You know what I mean? Like with the girl that got trapped in ice, yeah. the adopted daughter, the mom and dad's relationship, yeah, the kid, the the other daughter. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah, but, so they don't, they don't, many threads here. Yeah,
2: and then Dawn and the oldest daughter. Yeah, like, but I mean, but but Dawn West, who like in the original TV show was like you know. Such a yes man.
4: Yeah.
2: Like and like even though they tried to like make him a bit of a bad boy, I mean it was Matt LeBlanc in the movie. Yeah. You know, right, right. didn't work. But like yeah, it's a complete like he's almost like a Han Soloish type of character in a way. Correct. You know.
3: But it's good though. Yeah. But all the all the characters in the in this series work. Yeah. Surprisingly.
2: Yeah, like the change with Doctor Smith, like I mean like Parker Posey is fantastic in this. Oh, show. I know, I know. You know, she's she, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's Doctor Smith. Like that was the one thing I was kind of like, eh, I don't. I mean, you know. Yeah. It,
3: exactly. And it you wasn't. Don't it know. wasn't
2: the change of gender that I was like. I was like, ah, Parker Posey. Yeah. I don't know. And she's just killing it. Like really recreating the character, and like just doing wonderful things as an actress with it. And I I was just, I've been so impressed like overall with like the entire cast. Yeah. You know, and just really well done. It's good television.
3: Really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just on point. Yeah. You know, as far as um, effects, as far as acting, as far as script writing, as far as I mean you name it I mean this show is on point
2: yeah I mean it's taking what was like really I mean it wasn't hokey for the time per se but looking back at it it's a hokey fucking show sure and they've updated it and given it a modern storytelling twist that really works really well like really well
3: every aspect of this yeah. show works so anyway yeah that's where we're at yeah so I'm watching that again um, <laughs> Damn, <fuck. laughs> I but um, yeah, I really love this show, yeah, I do, oh yeah, and watching it again it gives me more a a deeper appreciation for yeah
2: i I definitely got that the second time viewing it, like and especially having like taken like so much time in between viewings, yeah, that it like it was it became fresh it sure. Like, I was like, "Oh, I remember this. I remember. Oh, I don't remember this." Exactly. You know? and
3: that's that's what was going on with uh, Elliot and I. Yeah, I was like, "I don't know what's going to happen next." You know yeah, what I mean, like, like, yeah, there
2: were like little things here and there. Where I'm like, "Oh, I don't remember this." Right. Or like, After it happened, oh, okay, yeah, 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 that's right. But still, like, it had a fresh feel. Rewatching it, as separated as I was from it, right. Uh, but still familiar, where I was like, "Okay, I know what's going to happen." I know but, where this is going. But at the
3: same point, it's like really good science fiction. Yeah. I mean, like you land on a, a, a barren planet and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, it's raining fucking coal. Yeah. Or, or you yeah. know, whatever it is. That's really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And for some odd reason in my head, it's like, oh, they're getting cut. And they show the cuts. Yeah. I mean, like, they're fucked up. Yeah. When they, when they get back to the fucking hub. I mean, yeah. there's yeah, fucking it. cuts all over them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, a lot of that stuff, it, it's pretty realistic as far as realism goes in, yeah. in this universe. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I really like it. Yeah. I do. And I get the whole fucking end of the world shit and yeah. training and you have to be trained for this and you have to be trained for that. And you, it's... It's yeah. like a regiment, right? Yeah. And so they are trained in certain aspects of what they have to do, and yeah, it's just really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. So. anyway, so yeah. that's what I watched.
4: Good.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not,
2: so what'd you watch, son? What, what? What? Got us all on pins and needles. What? What did you watch?
3: Aquaman
2: Aquaman oh my yeah so what'd you think
3: really good yeah yeah I mean really good yeah I didn't get up once
2: it's a really well done movie
3: it was yeah it's it's amazing how they can come out with a gem like that like Wonder Woman yeah. a gem yeah Aquaman a gem rest of it nah I mean okay yeah but not as good as this
2: yeah, I, I no, thought I
3: it mean, was really good
2: it was it was really well done
3: yeah I mean like really well done
2: yeah I mean I liked but, Amber Heard as Mara yeah you know I, 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 everything was just really good the
3: whole past thing was like
2: yeah really well done yeah
3: just solid movie
2: the moment he comes out yeah like In the armor with the trident and everything. That's like... Fuck yeah. That's a superhero moment where you're just like, oh shit. Yeah, that's ah,
3: badass shit right there. Yeah. I liked it.
2: But Moa was good.
3: Yeah. It wasn't like... I thought it was going to be over the top with him, but it wasn't. No. No, not at all. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. No complaints. Yeah. I mean, through and through, I, I thought the whole movie was like excellent yeah loved it yeah yeah
2: yeah i agree like i i it's like frustrating because you're right like i mean they throw out this gem you know wonder woman was was a gem yeah i mean like a real gem yeah you know man of steel was very good yeah batman v superman (laughs) justice league (laughs) (laughs) yeah now i know yeah
3: But this was... Yeah. This was on the
2: mark. Yeah. Who directed this? Uh, James Wan, I think. Oh, really? James Wan, something like that. Yeah.
3: He's done nothing else but this, as far as the DC universe?
2: As far as the DC universe, yes. Um, I want to say... You're going to make me look it up now, because... I know he he did he did something else that was big. I wanna say it was a fast and furious thing. Yeah. Um but I don't think that's right.
3: They need to get this guy, this guy back, dude. Well
2: he, he is he is contracted to do it.
3: Okay. What a uh, second Aquaman? Yeah. Yeah, I mean like this was, like, on the money. <laughs> you have to admit, I mean.
2: Like, yeah, oh, no, I absolutely agree with you.
3: Yeah, I mean, like.
2: Yeah, this J- James Wan. And he, he did he, he did direct Furious 7, but he got his start in the Saw movies. Okay. Like, he was a writer on the first Saw, and I think he directed a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um he was a producer on the curse of la llorona okay yeah you know, um, he was pro- producer on the nun uh, let me, the director well, that that's writer Projects director so yeah he, he aquaman um, the conjuring 2 insidious chapter 2 the wow. conjuring on the horror stuff yeah because I know he was also involved with um, DC Universe's Swamp Thing that got canceled. Oh, really? Yeah, like they canceled it right out the gate for some ungodly reason, and no, nobody knows why. Um, except maybe the fact that they're going to shit-can DC Universe Yeah. as a streaming service and just combine it with uh, Warner Media is going to do a streaming service. I see. So, like, that's the thought, is like, which sucks because, like, we're, we're, that's another conversation, but but yeah. James Wan, like, yeah, like he, he is his background looks like as a writer and director is in horror, um, like with Saw and stuff like that, like the Saw franchise. Um, he directed the first Saw movie, Dead Silence, Death Sentence, Insidious, The Conjuring. So that's 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 kind of his background, his horror, which is interesting to see him go to like a like an Aquaman, which I mean, swamp thing makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, he knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, like there was actually a couple of moments in that movie where I was like, oh shit yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like that's badass yeah you know
2: oh yeah there are and that doesn't come for me from yeah. DC
3: movies no at all no you know and I'm like um low level DC fan yeah <laughs> but there was a couple moments in there where I was like Whew, that's wicked yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like that's yeah. that's good stuff so I was impressed
2: Surprise appearance by Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Sporting the red locks.
3: Yeah, fuck yeah. I, I even like the I, I like the part with the kid. I, I thought the backstory was like really good. Yeah. Like it was like kind of short and sweet, but it like gave,
2: little, gave you an idea. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean that's all you needed, right? Yeah. I mean I like the dad. Yeah. I Like the dad going to the bar. I like him going to the bar with his dad. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought that whole, I thought everything about that was like really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I appreciate that element of it. Yeah. You know, I'm mean, like going to a bar with his dad. Yeah. A supposed fight that's gonna happen. Yeah. You're like, we just want a picture.
2: Yeah. You know, and that's really good, dude. Yeah, it was, I, it, was it, it, it was really well done. Like, I I'm very impressed with with that movie. Like I'm. I'm looking forward to what they do. Like, I mean, like, you almost wish it was all tied together. You were going to get Justice League again, but I mean, you know, that's not going to happen, apparently. I and mean, it's just kind of got to go off on on their own. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of annoying because it's like, fuck, I mean, like, if Justice League had explored the character of, of Aquaman a little bit deeper. Yeah. Or if this had come first you'd find that character much more interesting in Justice League. Sure. And instead, he's like a one-note, yeah! Yeah. My man! And yeah, I mean, but you know, he didn't
3: do this. No, he
2: didn't. Mo- in this, this is, movie. That's the thing that kills you is like, in Justice League, he's such a one-note character. Right. And when you get in, like, like that was the fear was like, well, he's just this one-note character. Is this going to be Momoa being Momoa? And it wasn't. I mean, it, it was really well done. And, like... That's what's frustrating is, like, you wish DC had taken the time and did it right and introduced these characters in their own franchises before bringing the whole shit bang together. Yeah, what the fuck is up with DC, dude? It's frustrating. It's just, I mean, like I said, they're in a point where they just put their hands up in the air and said, we're going to do whatever the fuck (laughs) we want, and it doesn't have to tie together, it doesn't have to mean anything, we don't care. We're just going to try to make good movies, which is fine. But meanwhile, I've got a comic book opus on the other side, a 20-movie franchise that all got tied together just this month. That's just this amazing piece of work that I want to see them do in the worst fucking way.
3: Yeah.
2: You know? But I would never see it now because they, they just can't get their shit together.
3: Yeah, it's too late,
2: dude. Yeah.
3: It is. It's it, too it, late.
2: You're right. It absolutely is. It's, it, you're better off just making individual superhero movies. Don't make them all tie together. Yeah. You know, have, like, references as Easter eggs, and that's it. Like, you know, that's it. Yeah. You know.
3: There's nothing they can do. No. At this point.
2: Yeah. You've, you're rebooting Batman so it's no longer Affleck. It's it's a 29-year-old. Yeah. You know, I, I, fuck it. You know, it just fuck it.
3: Oh, Black Manna.
2: Black Manna was awesome.
0: Oh my God.
2: Like, that's the other thing. Because you know he's the main villain in the next one. Like, yeah. you know, you're just like, oh shit, it is on. <coughs> it is on like Donkey Kong. <coughs> you know?
3: That old death scene with his father was cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy directed the shit out of this movie. He
2: did. Like, he really oh, did. Oh, man. Crushed it.
3: Yeah. That death scene with his dad was like. Oh yeah, I get his anger.
2: Yeah,
3: you know what I mean. Like, not that you're rooting for him, but you get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like,
2: like as like, I Momo mean, is, is walking up this the ladder, he's like, "You have to save him." I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, you you tried to steal it from the Seven Seas. The Seas will judge you. Yeah. Like, like fuck. That is like,
3: some badass fucking shit right there. Yeah, yeah. The Seas will determine your fate.
2: Yeah. That's that's fucking, oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was like, damn. That
3: is harsh. That's not the guy riding the whale, brother. No, no. Or no, the that, dolphin. That,
2: that's not the guy at the beginning of Aqua of Super Friends riding the seahorse with no, the dude. telepathy coming out of his head. Yeah, he's, no, like, closed. he's like,
3: fuck you, where's my beer?
2: Yeah. That's fucking badass
3: shit, man. That was so good. And I got it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get what he was saying. I mean, yeah. I'm like, in one... In one hand, you see that it's such good directing. It's such good script writing. On one hand, you see where... I am i don't know his name, but you're, I'm going to call him Black Man. You see where he's coming from. Yeah. Right? It's his oh, yeah. dad, right? Yeah. Please help me. And And it was a moment of despair, and it was like... Yeah. You felt it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, you know momo is right on the same on the same hand He yeah. was like well let the let the seas judge you yeah. you killed this many people
2: yeah fuck you yeah, you broke into this and, submarine you killed all these people go fuck yourself
3: yeah exactly and and yeah. so you get that yeah and so that's the that's the struggle yeah and it, it just really good yeah really it's, it's really good. well done yeah really good yeah it was good yeah it was almost like, at times, it was almost three hundred ish.
2: Well, like it, it with
3: was the it, battles and stuff. Well, it like was that. interesting
2: because it, it it kept changing. Like it went from being like a um like a Game of Thrones ish kind of situation, you know, where you know here here comes the the older brother who the half breed with his claim to the throne, right? You know, and you know, uh, then it goes to, like, being, like, this Indiana Jones-like, like, crusade, like, to find the hidden treasures. Right. Yeah, you know, like, it, it was, like, it, it, to, like, this this very small story between him and his mother to, <laughs> like, at the end of it, like, this this epic battle that was, like, you know, just batshit crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it was... It was like many little movies in one. It was like really well done though in how they like, it kept changing gears into, right. what, into what it was. Right. You know, like the, ser- the search for, for the Trident was really a fun thing. Like it was, you just didn't expect it to be there. Right, exactly. Like, like when I say like Indiana Joneses, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> they're trying to find a Trident, to, you know, the whole thing in the desert and like that was fun stuff you know
3: and it wasn't like it was um, what am I trying to say it wasn't like it was uh, mm, I don't know what the exact words were words are but I mean it wasn't it was like nothing felt lost no does that make sense yeah like You're like, oh, we're going off this track. Oh, we're going off this track. Oh, we're it all blended very well. Yeah, like it wasn't. It was uh, a very
2: linear story. Yeah, but it changed changed gears on a regular basis as to what it was doing to tell that linear story. Right, but it it
3: it never felt off track. No, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, I bought it. Yeah, Best Buy, nine bucks. I couldn't. I couldn't fucking pass that up. I yeah. was like, nine bucks for this Blu-ray? I'll fucking take it. That's a really good price. It is a
2: good price. Yeah,
3: nine bucks. I'm
2: not that. Yeah. Am.
3: Well, it's like damn. CGI was good. Yeah. It never looked bad. No. Yeah. Fucking. That's our review of Aquaman.
2: That's our review of Aquaman.
3: <laughs> yeah. What you got?
2: Our good friend Le'Veon Bell. Well, for, before I get the Le'Veon, oh, before yeah. well, before I get the Le'Veon Bell, I do want to say one of the things I I've been watching and listening to, it, not that he needs any publicity from us, is uh, the Pat McAfee show. Okay. Have you ever heard of Pat McAfee? No. no. He's a former punter for the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Retired a couple years ago. Mm. He's actually a local guy. He's from Pittsburgh. Went to college at WVU. Okay. Okay. Um, but. He's a guy who, like, I like, heard of him. Like, I, I mean, I knew who he was because he was a punter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was familiar with the, with the name of Pat McAfee. But, like, it was, like, one of those things, like, people, like, talked about him. Like, you know, oh, you got to hear Pat McAfee. Oh, the, guy, the guy's amazing. Like, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> you know. Because, like, so, some of these football players, like, they, they can't tell a story to save their lives. They're fucking awful. Yeah. Like, even the guys on the NFL network, like, there are only a few that, like, I'm like, you know, oh, okay, I'll listen to you talk. But, like, most of them are just, like, you could tell that, like, if there wasn't a script in front of them they were obviously reading from, they'd have no clue what the fuck to say. Right. Pat McAfee is not that guy. Like, I found, like, people, there's one, the one thing somebody said I should listen to is, like, him talking about Troy Polamalu crushing his dream. Uh-huh. Okay. And apparently it was a game against the Steelers in Heinz Field. And they had a he was used holder holder on the field goals, and they they had a a uh, a fake setup. Okay, and it was like no, like you know, nobody lines up in the C gap. This is gonna part like the the Red Sea, and you're gonna pass it. pick figure to just take the ball and run it right in touchdown, guaranteed six points. Like they they practiced this. They looked at the film. This is a guaranteed six point. They had they had they had a 100 percent play. They felt and. McAfee says, I get down. We, we went in the huddle. We call the play. Everybody's excited. I get down. I look over in the sea gap, and who's fucking there? Fucking Troy Polamalu, the fucking angel of death himself. Nice. <laughs> he's like, he's never there. He's never fucking there. Ever. He never lines up in that sea gap. Ever. But there he fucking is, ruining everything. He's like, and there's no audible. We had no audible. We had no hot call. He's like, so I'm looking things over. I know what's going to happen if I fucking take this ball and try to run with it. I am going to die. He's like, so I stood up. (laughs) I yelled, we are kicking it. We are fucking kicking it. (laughs) Just yelling it at the offensive line. Yelling it at Vinatieri. We are kicking the ball. He gets back down on the knee. Takes the snap. Vinatieri kicks the field goal. They take the three points. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's, like, mm-hmm. he's like, I walked to the sidelines, the, the head coach is like, what'd you see? What'd you see? He's like, I, I saw fucking Troy Polamalu. That's what I saw. Nice. I, I, yeah. But like, he tells it like a hundred times better, it's like fantastic. Yeah. He is an amazing storyteller. Like I'm like watching these YouTube clips of him talk about like playing football and other shit that he does, and it is just so much fun to listen to. Yeah? Like, I'm going to place where, like, this was, and this is where I was convinced. I, got, I had to kind of like start looking this up because this is another thing that somebody said. You, 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 sh- you've got to see this because I thought I had heard about this, and I thought he cut this. Somebody, somebody wrote this for him, but it turned. Out he, he wrote this himself. Um,
0: Introducing the worldwide favorites menu. Oh, Some of, course, of McDonald's of course. most popular items from around the world. To try them all,
2: you'd have to travel roughly 24,000 miles. Like or my money McDonald's for playing this commercial, motherfuckers.
4: Talent, yeah. Around the world yeah.
2: is now around the corner. This is it. Please welcome. So this is, it. This is draft day this past season. Okay. The draft took place in, in Tennessee. All right. In, in Nashville. Right. Okay. So kid, okay, got to keep this in mind. And remember, he was a punter for the Colts.
0: Virginia oh, University. Oh, 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 2014 out. Colts Man of the Year and two time. we have a seven Matt second delay? McAfee. He's Man of America, not Man of the Year. He's Man Hello, of America. Hello, Nashville. I'm not going to say a single word about the Tennessee Titans' record against Uh-oh. the Indianapolis oh, Colts boy. because I was a punter and there's no reason for me to talk about that. <laughs> With that being said, we did not punt much against the Tennessee Titans, so you probably have no clue who I am to begin. <laughs> two years ago, when I retired from the Colts, I retired alongside two greats, Robert Mathis and Joe Wrights. A couple months later, I watched the draft. Robert Mathis announced the pick, Joe Wrights announced the pick, and then an orangutan announced the <laughs> fourth round <laughs> pick. I was replaced by a zoo animal! I was not upset about it because the orangutan was terrible at his job. With that being said, the Indianapolis Colts are the hottest team not only in the AFC South, but the entire NFL. A young nucleus surrounding oh. the Stanford nerd, Andrew Luck. 2 old All-Pros were drafted last year, ten this year, and with the 89th pick, of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts, Jim Irsay, and Chris Ballard select future Hall of Famer, nice. linebacker from Stanford, Bobby O'Kariki. Okereke. <laughs> Pat McAfee, everybody. Nice. I mean, that's 10 out of 10 right there.
2: That's tremendous. That is just fucking tremendous. It is. I mean, and that's how I mean the guy tells stories like that. Yeah. Yeah, like you got to look up the Pat McAfee show. He has a podcast, but they like he's a bunch of shit on YouTube as well. That's where I'm watching him. Like it is just like like 10, 15 minute clips of him telling stories about like fucking chugging beers with with Peyton Manning and shit. Like yeah. Peyton Manning like putting three hundred dollars down on him to beat a guy in a chugging contest. Like it, it's tremendous. Like it, it's it's it's. A-plus material in my book. And, like, I hate shit like this, normally Because, like I said, like, football players can't tell stories. Like, they're fucking awful. This guy just holds my attention. Like, I'm like, I'm dying for more. Nice. Yeah. Just tremendous. I'm sure I've seen him punt. Maybe not against Pitt because he was at West Virginia. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if if you're looking for something fun to listen to pat mcafee like just look him up on youtube or subscribe to his podcast i don't don't care but uh he's in pittsburgh tonight i'm bummed out like i just discovered the guy he's in pittsburgh tonight putting on a live show
3: oh shit yeah
2: i was like so bummed yeah yeah yeah. but um yeah just tremendous stuff just tremendous i I love listening to the guy just tell stories about shit that's cool yeah yeah just so look him up i highly recommend it that's something to uh to hold your attention. How long have we been fucking doing this? Holy shit, 40 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah, That's we're the, it. We're at a 40 minute mark, yeah.
3: Nice. All
2: right, so this gives us some of this wackiness I, I, I see. Like I said, I, I teasel it. Our good friend Lev Bell. Levion Bell. Right. Former running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers, currently of the New York Jets. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Jets. The Jets. Yeah. So. Lev Bell learned a lesson the hard way last month. All right. Apparently, um, he was robbed of over five hundred thousand dollars worth of jewels, clothing, and other valuables from his Florida home when he left for a workout. Okay. Now you figured, oh, this has to be a little B and E, somebody broke, breaking and entering. Yeah. No, no. Levy and Bell had a couple of women in his home. He go to his workout, so he left them there. Figured he'd come back; they'd either be gone or, you know, they'd still be there. Turns well, out they absconded with a great deal of his his valuables. <laughs>
4: nice.
2: So, <laughs> TMZ obtained audio of the the nine one one call on May twenty fifth that Le'Veon Bell made right. in regards to this this thievery, and. Here's what he told the dispatcher when he was asked to describe why he called. Well, quote-unquote. Well, I had two girls in my house, and I got up and did my normal routine to go work out. So I left the workout for a couple of hours, and when I came back, they took my money, they took my watch, they took my jewelry, a couple more of my things of of value out of my house, Bell said. I don't know where they're at, I tried to call them before I called you guys. I tried to call them, and they're not answering me, and they're ignoring me. No, no shit, Sherlock. Okay. Yeah. they've going to be $500,000 worth of your merchandise. Uh, Bell was asked to get what was stolen, and he said clothes, shoes, and other things in addition to jewelry. The dispatcher asked for the approximate value of the items. He's like, oh, a million dollars. Well, it was actually around five dollars the, the property has since been valued at $520,000. Yeah. Bell was then asked to describe the women... He says they're both of mixed race. One is darker than the other. He's asked, what was the first woman wearing? (laughs) When I left, she was in bed not wearing any clothes. So I didn't see her, he said. (laughs) Nice. What was the second woman wearing? The same way. She was in bed too. They didn't have any clothes on. Nice. Uh, So... Good old Lev Bell gets a five hundred and twenty thousand dollar menage de trois. Yeah, right. Dude. You know. Who the fuck picks up chicks like that and just leaves them in your house with your valuables to go work out? Right. Dude. Like 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 you pick up a couple of skanks at the bar, brought them home, banged them, and then said Bitches, I gotta go. You make yourself something to eat and get. Yeah. Like, who the fuck does that? No one. No one. Like, don't you at least leave a boy behind to be like, you know, you need to check these bitches for me. No. Like. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not Lev Bell. Probably doesn't have any friends. That's my guess. Yeah. But still, like, who the fuck does that?
3: Stupidity.
2: Oh well, clearly, I mean, clearly, but I mean, it's like, holy shit! I can't, I can't believe you were this dumb, like this dumb, idiotic. I mean, who would do that? I, like, I, like, you can't write people this stupid in movies. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I mean, like, this is, like, something out of ballers. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, like, and even then, I'd be like, who the fuck would have done this? Right, right. You know? No, nobody would have done this. Like, but here's Love Bell. Like, yep, yeah, yep, yep, Giving us a wave. Like, uh, I'm that stupid. He deserves what he gets. Is just funny to me. Like, I mean, like, whatever about, you know, him as a player and whatnot and what he did with Pittsburgh. But, like, it's just like... Are you fucking kidding me?
3: What an idiot.
2: Yeah. And you you can't give a good description of them, Probably because, one, you were fucking half out of your mind wasted. Sure. You know. Possibly high. Possibly. Possibly, you know. I'm sure he hasn't touched the marijuana... Since he was pulled over for intoxicated driving, <laughs> with Legarrette Blunt, <laughs> what an idiot! Yeah, what an idiot! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I can't describe. There was naked. They were naked.
3: Yeah, I mean, stupid.
2: She had some Chinese symbols on on the small of her back. That's all I know. other girl had a butterfly
3: right a butterfly
2: on the small of her back
3: yeah what an
2: idiot oh it just killed me to read like I I, and I just came out today like I saw that today I'm like I gotta click on this and I'm looking at it I'm reading the article and I'm just like oh this is just unbelievably good (laughs) like even if it wasn't Le'Veon Bell like if it was anybody Right, any like, i, I it's, it's even better because it is Le'Veon Bell, and you're just right, like, right. you know, what an asshole. But like, if it was anybody that that article came out about, I would feel the same way. Like, you can't be that fucking stupid.
3: Apparently, yeah. That's a lot of money.
2: Yeah. I mean, if this story came out about Mark Cuban, I'd be like, you can't be that fucking stupid. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like. Bill Gates, like Bill Gates doesn't let that happen to him. <laughs> nah,
3: nobody no, nobody lets
2: no, that happen. No. To him. Uh, you're right. Like nobody lets that happen to him. But I mean, like, it's just like it's like funny to be like, like, geez. Like, don't you have like a posse that like observes this shit for you? <laughs> posse. That's yeah. how it happens in, in, in fucking ballers. They don't have a posse that people take care of this shit for them. Right, right. You know? That's how it worked in that fucking what the hell was that, that? That 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 douchebag show on HBO? Oh, the one with Turtle. Turtle, yeah. I don't know. Uh I never watched it. I can't remember. But anyway, like yeah, I mean like, that, that that dude had a posse, you know. He had, he had people take care of shit for him, right? You know. Left Bell is just like, I'm going to work out. Ain't nobody here. <laughs> Grab yourself some toast on the way out.
3: <laughs> some toast.
2: get know. Uh, some toast. Yeah. Oh my. In other news, this of the uh, the spectral. A woman who married a 300 year old pirate ghost reveals they're splitting up. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Um, People reports that Amanda Teague, an Irish woman and Jack Sparrow impersonator, held a ceremony to wed a 300 year old pirate ghost, who also happened to be named Jack. Of course, he was named Jack. Of course. Amanda arranged a private ceremony on a boat in international waters off the coast of Ireland so the marriage would be legal you know just just for aunt this is one of yours yeah just so you know it's all you bro. this is all on you my friend <laughs> the 45-year-old hired a medium for the ceremony which was conducted by a shaman priest less than a year later amanda is saying the marriage is over so, I feel it's time to let everybody know that my marriage is over, the mom of five wrote on her Facebook page, according to the Irish Mirror. Nice. I will explain all in due course, but for now, all I want to say is be very care- careful when dabbling in spirituality. It's not something to mess with. Ooh. Yeah. Amanda previously explained that she'd met her ghost soulmate in 2014 when he appeared next to her as she was lying in bed. Whoa. Wow. He is dark-skinned and has jet-black hair, so he tells me. She told him she wasn't cool with having casual sex with a spirit and wanted to make a proper commitment to each other. I wanted the big traditional wedding with the white dress. It was very important to me. After revealing news of the divorce, Amanda who dropped her married name and is now going by Amanda Sparrow Lang or La- Amanda Sparrow Large, excuse me, revealed the inside addition of what prompted the split.
4: <laughs>
2: I wish I'd never gotten married to him. I wish that I was a healthy person than I was before. In her first interview announcing since the announcement, Jack has turned what was a beautiful and loving relationship into something that is ugly. According to Amanda, she started being plagued with health issues once she married Jack and deduced that she was that he was stealing or draining her energy and using her for his own selfish intentions. She dissolved the marriage and is contemplating an exorcism. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. This
3: is the fifth side of crazy. Huh? It's
2: crazy. Well, I mean, okay. Like, first off, you've chosen to marry a ghost. <laughs>
4: right.
2: I know. A couple weeks ago, we said love is love, but I don't know about this. So that, that for so issue number one is you've already shown some some really bad decision making because you're marrying the ghost of a pirate from three hundred years ago. Exactly. Who who says? He's dark-skinned, has black hair, and goes by the name of Jack. Okay. Boy, this doesn't sound at all like something that maybe, you know, coincidental. <laughs> you know, not at all. No. And then you jump into a relationship with Jack. Only to find out he's leeching off of your spiritual energy. Probably the power himself. I'm sure him and the Black Pearl have work to do still. (laughs) Right. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, honestly, like, have we ever met a ghost with good intentions? All right. No. No. I mean, Casper is fake. That's face facts. There's no such thing as a friendly ghost.
3: Right.
2: If a ghost is trying to hook up with you, apparently it has bad intentions. We need to learn this lesson, people. We, like, romanticize this somehow, and these people are falling into a trap, and now this poor woman has health issues because good old Jack has been leeching her body energy.
3: <laughs>
2: right. I
3: don't get it. Oh, like, my
2: I mean, I I have to ask, what was the sex like? Ask her. I'd like to know. Like, I don't. I'm I'm not. I'm not looking her up on Facebook. Okay. Like, because here's the thing with something like that. Okay. So, like, if you ask, like, a troll question, if you if you go to like her Facebook page, and I'm sure she has a fan page of some type, where all these other women who like read like these these wackadoo novels about falling in love with a ghost and thinking patrick swayze and demi Moore can happen and all that kind Man. of crazy Man. horse shit you know like they're they're thinking this is like some sort of romantic thing so i'm sure they're all out there just like, on her every word like and as she explains like you yeah, know we finally consummated the marriage and it was wonderful he fulfilled me so yeah like, I, you say something like one thing wrong like 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 how big was his dick? And then the next thing you know, you just have all these angry women filling your inbox with with like stuff that like you just don't want to be involved in. <laughs> like you just you don't. So I, I'm not like, I'm not the type of guy. I'm not going to troll this woman just to find out like you know, like did did he hit your cervix? <laughs> you know, like I'm not asking that question.
4: Right. You know. I get it.
2: I I, I I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> because like I said I'll just like I'll just be wackadoo women will just be flooding my inbox with you know how dare you bastard yeah
3: (laughs) it's a different world
2: oh yeah like did you let him explore your nether regions did did you give up the Heine? bastard yeah like 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 what What was sex like? I'm I'm curious. Like, you know.
3: (laughs) Ah. Nightmare.
2: Was he able to finish the job? (laughs) You know. Was it a dust pie?
3: (laughs) Dust pie. (laughs) (coughs) Poof. A dune.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's the world we live in, my friend. Yeah, that's the world we live in. And one other bit of you know, because we are we here at the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast take our um, duty very seriously in, in keeping our listeners up to date on the uh, the ongoing court case against the uh, the Nexium cult. Nice. Uh, you know who. I'm keeping track of because it involves the lovely and large-breasted Allison Mack. I'm not going to lie. I I like her boobs. Nice. Nice, yeah. Hey, it's Friday. It's late. I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, me too, brother. Yeah. Um, Well, this past week, um, the leader of said cult... um, Keith Rainier. Uh, the jury deliberated for five for less than five hours before finding Keith Rainier guilty on all charges, including sex, sex trafficking, conspiracy, and possession of child pornography. Wow. So that's Rainier. That's that's the this is the head guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cult operated using Nexium as a front. Uh, the organization claimed to aid members in self-improvement. Something that Rainier maintained throughout the six-week trial. His offense team also maintained that any and all sex acts performed were consensual and cited text and other messages between Rainier and former members of the cult. Um, several wh- former members testified to witnessing women being branded with Rainier's initials in a mock dungeon and forced to engage in acts of sexual nature. The slave members, some of which were as young as 15 years old, were coerced by female masters to take humiliating photos and offer other compromising material that Renier would use as collateral to ensure submission and secrecy. Wow. Um, point here in a round of applause, was reportedly given through the prosecution team by former members of the cult, assistant U.S. attorney, Moira Perez stated, a light has been shown into the darkness and the defendants' crimes have been exposed. Um, at this time, to the best of my knowledge, um, Allison Mack in Ma- April pled guilty, um, but I don't think she has been sentenced as of yet. Earlier today, Mac pled guilty. This is back in April. Mac pled guilty to the charges. In a federal case, saying that she manipulated women into becoming sex slaves for Nexium's leader. Jesus. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not aware of anything uh, as all. I believe Keith Rainier's intentions were to help out people, and I was wrong. No shit, Sherlock. Um <laughs> I must take full responsibility for my conduct, and according to the Hollywood Reporter, Max Flea Guilty means that the former Smallville star will avoid going to trial with Rainier and other top NXIVM members. Uh, Rainier and the rest of the NXIVM inner, inner circle all pled not guilty. Rainier himself found guilty, as she said. Opening statements for the case, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so it doesn't give any information on how, how she was charged, just she pled guilty. Mm. I believe she was maybe given house arrest or something. For wow. cooperation. So yeah, yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah. yeah that, that 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 horrid tale is coming to a a close shortly. Yeah. Um. And lastly, what can I can only call a fuck it. Let's do it anyway. Yeah. Marvel is returning to Comic Con after sitting out last year. Like, I don't, <laughs> it states here they're going to do a Hall of presentation. Uh, new report su- suggests that um, they'll be holding a panel at Comic-Con 2019 revealing their plans for post-Avengers Endgame era. New report suggests that they are doing just that. Uh, Dateline broke news that Marvel was making its um, return to Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con this year following a break from the convention last year. While it's not confirmed what projects or releases they'll be discussing, we can likely expect an announcement of his 2020 slate and beyond, uh, including films like Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, and Scott Dickinson's uh, Doctor Strange sequel. Marvel has been notably tight-lipped on the post-Avengers Endgame era, which remains a blank slate, except for the upcoming Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, But could we finally start start to see Phase 4 shape up with this expected Hall H panel. Will we hear any teases of potential X-Men, Deadpool, or Fantastic Four crossovers following the huge Fox merger? Um, so. Yeah, like, like in a surprise move, Marvel's like, hey, you know what? I hear you got an opening, we'll take it. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's surprising because it's like, it's like one of those deals to me where it's like you're undercutting. Like, like the whole thing was... You know they're not going to go to Comic Con anymore because they have D twenty three the month a month later. Sure, we're better to announce like here is our next slate of films. Here's Phase Four. This is what we're planning. You know here here here's the Eternals. Like, what we're better to do that than D twenty three. You know that just made sense.
3: Right, right, right.
2: And I understood that Disney's trying to get away from Comic Con or trying to do their own thing. I understand. While wow, it sucks, I get it. Go on with your bad cells. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, Marvel's like, like Disney and Marvel like, eh, Warner Brothers isn't coming. We'll show up. Yeah, it's
3: a bigger audience, so it's just more audience to expand to.
2: Right, but it's safer to do it at D twenty three because it's sick of fans. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mean, th- those are the hardest of the hardcore. Like you're right. Like Hall H is like a fr- it's a friendly venue. Like. They're going to applaud no matter what, right, right? You know what I mean? Like I get that because it's your Marvel and it's Hall H, right? But like, where's safer to do it than in front of like hardcore Marvel slash Disney people who are just going to, like, right? Right? I it's it's like do going like that to me is like going to like an Apple event. You know what right, I mean? Like right, right. Apple only unveils their shit at their own events. Like it, every year they have their their Apple conference. People show up and they want to see. You know, back in the day it was you know Steve Jobs come out and go, oh yeah, one more thing, you know, and there's the new iPhone. You know, yeah, that that that, that, and like and people just go ape shit. Like like, Apple sycophants are just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's the same fucking phone we had last year, only a slightly better camera and and hopped up software and a better chip. That's it. Right. You know. You know, it's the same fucking phone. But there are, you know, so like it's the safety of like being amongst your own people. That makes sense to me. Like, I, I get that. Like, uh-huh. I get why Star Wars isn't going to go to Hall H because after Last Jedi and after Solo, I wouldn't want to be in front of those people. I want to be in front of the people I know who love me. Yeah.
3: No, I get. You know that. What I mean, yeah, so it's yeah, the yeah. same
2: thing with Disney, with uh, with Marvel. Why not just un- we're going to unveil this and they're going to applaud no matter what and go nuts and you know they're going to want all the swag and everything else. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. So. So it's a surprise move to do it at Hall H. If they're going to do that at all, they may just come out and like talk about like, "Hey, everybody, here's the Avengers again. Here's Robert Downey Jr. And we want to thank you so much for making the uh, the Infinity Saga such a huge success." Thank I you. don't I, think so. I I would not be surprised if they do that either. Like it's like a fuck you to everybody. Like, yeah, we're just taking a spot because Warner Brothers isn't here. But hey, look, here's the guys you used to love. Nah, yeah.
3: I don't see it.
2: Oh, because we're gonna go to D twenty three. We're gonna unveil everything new. You think? <laughs> nah,
3: no, I don't see
4: that.
2: It would it would be a big it would be a big middle finger to like the the industry, in my opinion. If they did that,
3: yeah, but
2: I don't think they want to do that.
3: No, I yeah. don't think that's gonna
2: happen. But at the same time, though, it, it does like like beg the question, like why go like like if you're you are undercutting your own convention by doing it though, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Like I get, like you still have a bunch of shit you can talk about. You you can talk about, you know, the the Loki show and the 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 um the Scarlet Witch show and and you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier and all the other shit you're doing on like Disney Plus. Like you have shit you could talk about. Yeah. At D twenty three. Right. But it just it seems like you know it, it's kind of a weird move to me to like at the last minute say like yeah if Wonder Brothers isn't coming we'll take that spot and you know we'll. We'll put something up on the big screen. Something. I mean, they're not going to show any trailers. I don't think. I, mean, I don't think I have anything really ready. I mean, I know Scarlet Witch is currently in production. All right. But I, I can't see where they're going to have anything like showable. Maybe like you know, you show some behind the scenes shit of like you know, production's begun. You know, that's about it. Right. Right. You know,
3: Black Widow. You mean Black Widow? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like it's kind of a weird, a weird move in my opinion, just based upon how close D twenty three is. Right, right. You know, and well, like I said, I mean, I know you've got enough to talk about. I'm sure it just it seems like, you know, here, here's an opportunity to just unveil that that new slate in front of a bunch of people that just will go like, you know, oh, thank you so much, thank you. You know, yeah.
3: I'll see. We'll yeah. see what they do.
2: It'll be. I mean, it's definitely popped up enough that I'm going to be paying closer attention to Comic Con now right right you know where, where before it was like I'll have my ear to the ground but I'm not looking forward to anything now I've got something to look forward to because so I'm intrigued to see what they're going to say right you
3: know who knows yeah at this
2: point yeah I mean they've been so t- it's like funny like you put because we know shit certain shit's coming like but you've like remained like so tight lipped like we're not talking about anything Right, you know, like we know the Eternals are coming.
3: Yeah, that that is tight-lipped, dude.
2: Yeah, like you know, like I get it, like but like at the same time, like you know, just get on with it already. Yeah, I hear you know. It. So, all right, one other tidbit. I just I want to touch on this because okay. it annoyed me when I read this. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently there are Emmy Awards for stunt work. Okay. Okay. So I found this interesting, and then the one take prison fight scene in Daredevil season three is too long to be considered for the award. Okay. Okay. So this this is like amazing to me. So um, Daredevil else did itself in its third and final season with a rousing eleven minute fight sequence done entirely in one long take. But the reason that the Daredevil prison fight scene was so amazing may be his downfall. According to showrunner Eric Olson. that epic prison fight won't be eligible for a stunts Emmy because it's too damn long. Long takes are an astonishing technical feat, but even in a a big-budget Hollywood movie, so pulling them off in tight constrictions of television is even more impressive. Doubly impressive, filling that long tape with... Relentlessly tough fight choreography and stunts. And while the stakes and number of injuries only rise, Daredevil has done that three times. And for its third, it delivered a magnum opus 11 minute single take prison fight scene that had fans and critics buzzing. Um, for its technical prowess and Charlie Cox's incredible performance, with the help of an insanely talented stunt crew, but sadly the team's efforts won't be rewarded by the prestigious Emmy Awards because it's too long to be eligible for outstanding stunt coordination for a drama series, limited series, or movie award. The TV will only, Academy will only allow for a three-minute clip. <laughs> so unfortunately that epic Warner was not eligible to shown for stunts consideration. Like, that is nuts. Like, this is like like they did it, like it's little, like 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 the, the the hallway fight scene in in season one that everybody like was like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Like it's it's not, it looks like it's one take, but it really isn't. Like you can like if you, I've been told like it, you know you can see where like there are cuts. Right, right, right. And then like the next season they did it, you know the the stairway fight with the chains. Go, you know, going down the stairs to, in the building. Yeah, yeah, And, again, like, it looks like it's one long cut, but it really isn't. You can see where there are cuts in it. Right. But this was one 11-minute shot. Nice. So, it's 11 minutes worth of stunt work that, like, is insane. To think about, like, I can't imagine trying to put together a one-minute stunt performance, like, for a fight like that. Right. remember, like, especially for Charlie Cox, who's in the entire fight, like, the whole 11 minutes is him fighting his way through that prison, and... Like for him to remember, okay, this guy's coming from here, and I gotta, I gotta block here like this, and then the next guy's here, and the, 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 like for him to remember all of that shit is amazing to me. Yeah, like it is a dance routine that you have to remember that I can't imagine even attempting. So right, right, like, like God bless Charlie Cox for pulling that off, and like that entire stunt team deserves an award because they made it look. Good. Okay. Like, that's one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen. Like, and as I'm watching, and I'm like, holy shit! I can't believe they're they're like this is how they're topping that that hallway fight. And right. Like, right, like, right. like, every year, like how do you, or like with every se- series on that show, it was like, how do you top the hallway fight? How do you make that hallway fight in, more interesting? Like, we did it with um, Jessica Jones. They had a hallway fight. They did it with. Uh, um, uh, Luke Cage they did it with Iron Fist they did it in the Defenders where they all were involved in the hallway fight scene like, like the hallway fight scene became like the the crowning jewel of like that that whole Netflix Marvel universe yeah and like the the prison one it, from season three is like the most epic of them all yeah I I, it, it saddens me that this can't win an award of some type right you know but it won't it won't win an award. Well, I, I, you, I, if if you're if you're basing it strictly on the merits of, of the performance, then it should. I can't see where you could say that there's something better than that. But because it's 11 minutes and you're only allowed to submit a three minute segment, right? Yeah, right, three minute right. submission. That's just ridiculous, right? Like right. The, the 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 committee needs to like like lift that rule because something like this deserves the consideration that it richly deserves, right? You know what I mean. So that's disappointing. Yeah, you know. Casera. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. I saw that this week, and I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" First off, there's an award for there's an Emmy award for stunt work, and two, this amazing fight does not qualify for a set, set award. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, that is like yeah, two, yeah. like right, like two like shocking revelations to me in one, in one shot. So that's the Portonial Mailbag.
3: Uh, let's dip it.
0: Mailbag.
2: Burp, burp. So, these are two emails from, from Thad and Tim that we received on Saturday of last week. So, they're referring to a show from two weeks ago. Right. Brace yourself. I know you won't remember. I might. Hello to my two favorite Uber drivers. No, no, no. Holy shit, Fangs Fogarty! <laughs> Isn't that the star of the porn? No. No, it's not. No, no, no. No, no. Sean and Ian, do you have anything planned for the summer? Like going camping in a nude? Taking a nice Sunday drive out to the country in a nude? We're sunbathing in the nude. I think that was to no, know if we're doing anything in the nude. I I I, uh, I caught that. Yeah, I, I, that's a, that's my guess. Is yeah, is, is do we have anything going on in the nude? Um, I, I will tell you now, um, for the sake of um, anybody who would ever see me naked, I, I keep myself fully clothed almost at all times. <laughs> like like except for like the 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 luxury of my own home. Or I do like to lounge around, you know. Sand's clothes from time to time, like yeah, you know, just like you got to shower. Yeah. You want to air dry a little bit. You just kind of kick back, relax, let, uh-huh. the, let the cat lick the the moisture off your leg. <laughs>
3: <laughs> let the balls refresh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just. Let the fan blow right up there in that region to get some air. You know, Yeah. That's but that's in the privacy of my own home when nobody's around. Yeah, like I would never do that when, like, you know, outside. No, no, like I mean, ever. Like I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm a, just, I'm, an aw- I'm an awful looking human being, and like you know, <laughs> I look like Peter Griffin naked. I mean, it's just not good, <laughs> Peter Griffin. <laughs> But you you on the other hand, I mean you know, I you, you I, I see you're you know you're you're talking about going fishing tomorrow again. Yeah. Yeah, you go down to Randy's uh Lisa's down, going down to his palace. The palace there Yeah. fishing in the old lake. The yeah. old the old the old watering hole. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Nice relaxing day in the country for you.
3: Yeah. Looking
2: forward to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing some drunk whoa. Yeah. Squeaker, yeah. Playing play some John Denver.
3: Nah. Country roads. Nah. Just taking it in.
2: Yeah. Um. Uh, this weekend, which would have been last weekend, we are celebrating my parents' fiftieth Father's Day, my dad's birthday, and I and my birthday. Can you believe forty-four? No. No. How dare you talk about your mother that way? She is a wonderful woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have you seen this video of a video of this woman who gives birth and shits all over the dock? No. No, I have not seen anything like that. I would not look up anything like that. Why 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 would I want to see that? <laughs> right. Like who 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 sent you that video? Whoever sent you that video, like I mean I, I there, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to know. I, I know. don't know. Like it's just, it's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. Because you know, no good can come of it. Right. None, none. So that's it for our good friend Superfan Thad. Great show last week. Love the San Diego Comic Con talk. Pretty sure you owe them thirty eight bucks for how many times you said Comic Con last week.
3: Wow. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, right. Probably,
2: you're right checks in the mail. Let's see. If you have any if, if, if the our friends at San Diego Comic Con, cha-ching, have any complaints, please please send your emails to Jason Brigger at Hobie.com. Hmm. You have a great point. Why spend a ton of money to rent Hall H if you can get much just as much splash by releasing a trailer on Twitter? I I agree. Like you know like to me at this point like where social media is like i feel like especially with like movies have a built-in audience like a star wars like a right like like a marvel movie like a dc movie um you know you just go straight to twitter straight, straight to facebook like that's where your audience is straight you know youtube shit like that the the instagrams Right, like that's where your audience is already at. Like, you don't need to go and like do these big releases and and shit. Just be be on social media, be active on social media for, for your promotion. Like you can be, you know, spend having like you know spend the minimum wage on a guy who just like sits there and sends a tweet every hour. Right, you know, that's all you need to do. Like, you don't even need to promote that shit because people are gonna find it and follow it. You know what I mean? Like I say, like, they spend these money on these promoted tweets and stuff. I'm like, why are you doing that for a movie? Right? Like, I, I get that. Like, you know, may, may, maybe you know Bank of America needs to promote their tweets because nobody's following Bank of America. Right. You know what I mean? mean? Like, right, right. You know, you know, I'm sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, sorry. like, I'm sorry, like that's all bots following What's Bank mean, of bots. America. Bots. You know, you're right. Yeah, you know, they're spending money for their their social media project. But like, if you're like Star Wars, like you you should just be like, you know. Here's a link to to the to the trailer on our website. Drive traffic to it, and like people will just go fucking nuts because they're all following you anyway. Like you, you're that's your built-in audience.
3: Right, right, right.
2: Marvel Studios has the same thing. Like you know, you, you just like here, go to our website, see the trailer. That's all you need because people like and it will break the fucking internet. It'll break your servers. Like you, you know, we talk about like. How quickly some of these trailers, especially like a Star Wars trailer, like a- accumulates like a million views, like you know within hours, right? Right? You know, breaking records and shit. Like, yeah. so no. Like again, like we just talked about, Marvel's going there. They're going to announce something, I'm sure. But sure, like, like again, one, you don't need to because of you know your own convention, and two, you could just release that shit on your website and drive traffic to it, and generate ad revenue that way. Like, I mean, it, right. it, it can make money for you if you did it right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, but in order to make money, you got to spend money. That's what they say. True. And I mean, like, when, when you're talking about something as big as a Star Wars movie, like, like they're, they're ad buys. Like, I mean, you know, it's a $200 million, $300 million movie that they made. And they're going to spend another two to $300 million in fucking ad buys. Right. Like, like why? Why? Why are you saying that much on this fucking movie?
3: Right. I hear you, bro. Really. Yeah,
2: yeah. So. Otter continues. Sorry for the confusion. Billy D was not at the Altoona Sci Fi Con. It was the stars of Supernatural that were there. <laughs> I guess you would call the headliners. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still. Still, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I I would not trust your wife, alone with Billy D. Williams. Ever. 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 I'm just saying. I mean, it sounds like she's got a thing for the octogenarian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Let me see if I can do this right. Long-time listener first-time caller. Love the show. Sports commentators have been known to say the worst thing that could have happened to the Pirates fans was the building of that stadium. <laughs> that stadium was because the stadium was... The point of that... A point being that because the stadium was so nice, it drew crowds and essentially rewarded ownership groups with big profits without putting a product on the field. <laughs> it's taken 20 years for the shine to wear off, and now the fans aren't coming back. Those two or three competitive years I write off as dumb luck. Maybe that they had young talent that could hang, and maybe it delayed the horrible numbers that have been happening since last year. Ariba Roberto. Ariba Roberto. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. you're love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, standing guy. I hang up and listen to your answer. <laughs> that 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 accent only makes sense if you if you if you're from this town. I'm sorry, it's uh, it's like the ultimate inside Pittsburgh joke. But in the Ariba Roberto, like that was a uh, the old gunner when when um, when Roberto Clemente would hit it a home run. Okay, He's like Ariba Roberto, Ariba. I did round the bases. Right. Yeah. You know, so and that's old old school. Bill, um, uh, what was the Bill of the gunner's name. Bill Bob Prince. That was his name. Alright. Bob Prince. The old the old Pirates play by play guy. Like from back in the day. Yeah. Like back back in the day. But uh I I I agree with Otter in many ways. You know, you know, yeah, you yeah, you 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 had like probably ten good years of You know, people coming out to the ballpark because the ballpark was so damn nice. You know, and then as the shine kind of wore off, then finally I started to put together a winning, a winning couple of winning seasons. Like you know, like it was always that thing of like, well, if you show up for a game, like they had young talent, like you had Jason Bay that one year, and they had a couple other guys that like they could they hit home runs, they had zero pitching, so they're like losing games like like ten to seven. You right, know, right, like, they, like, it was, like, really frustrating. Cause like, if they only had some pitching, man, they'd be right there. And then they traded those guys away and they got some pitching. And they were losing games one to nothing because they had no hitting, but they had plenty of pitching. And then they right. kind of got rid of those guys. So it was, they, they never got the mix right. And there was a couple of years there, like, with McCutcheon and, you know, they had A.J. Barnett and a few other guys. Who were like, hey, the magic formula was just right. And then they kind of let it slip through their fingers. Right. You know. But. I mean, you're right. Like, I mean, in a, in a way, like, I mean, th- this is a reckoning. It should have been coming like a long time ago, but it was. Al- it's always been that thing, though, where like they've always had just enough superstar power. Like, they had that one or two guys that you were like, you got to come see this guy play because as soon because in, in a very short period of time he's going to be gone. He's going to be playing somewhere else. Right. We're you know, get rid of him. You know, it was for the longest time. It was it was Jason Kendall, and then it was Jason Bay. Right. You know, and and then it, and then you know it was Andrew McCutcheon. You know, for a long, long time it was Andrew McCutcheon. So, so, like, it's just it was like always one of those things where like you just you gotta come and show up just to see this guy play because before you know he's gonna be playing somewhere else and you'll never hear from him again. Right? You know, he'll you know he'll never be remembered as a pirate. He'll be remembered for being a a Yankee or or a Giant or a Dodger or something else. You know, and um, that's kind of the case. Like you know, even now like you're you're kind of like people say, well, you gotta come see Josh Bell. Like he's having an amazing season. He's having an MVP like season. You got to come see Josh Bell because before you know it, he'll be playing somewhere else. You know,
3: that's usually how we roll.
2: Yeah, but that was always the mentality of like the reason the ballpark sold out as well is I got to see this guy play. Right. You know, I want to be able to say I saw him win. Right. You know, I can say I saw Barry Bonds when he was a, when he was a pirate. Not many people remember he was a pirate. He's remembered as a giant, but like. There was a time he was a pirate. <laughs> he was really, really good with the pirates. Um, you know, Andy Van Slyke. Um, that, that, and that begat. Um, fuck, I can't even remember. Yeah, but I mean, it just—it it was like always, like there was always that one or two guys that you were just like, I got to see these guys play as pirates because before you know it, they're going to be gone. And you know, and that's where we're at now again. Like you know, Sterling Marte, fucking uh, Josh Bell, Brian Reynolds. They, Come see these guys because before you know it. They'll be gone. And they I, will I, be, and I think like at the, we're at a point now where it's kind of like, well, I'm fucking tired of that, I, and and it's part of like the mentality of baseball, and we can get into all that, and you know, it, but it's just it's 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 just it's I I think the fans are frustrated with that mentality of come see this guy while you still can because before you know it he'll be gone.
3: Oh, it's true. Yeah. You know. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right.
2: I mean, like, we can't wait for Jameson Tyon to get get healthy so we can watch him pitch. Because before you know it, he'll be gone. <laughs> right. You know, it's, like, frustrating to fans that he's injured right now. Because how much, how many more pitching starts does he get in a Pirates uniform before he's traded away? Right. You know, so. No, I get it. <sighs>
3: yeah.
2: The Pirates. <laughs> yeah. So... We shall see. Well, anything to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good, man. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, You can send us an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. I can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really easy to find. And um, we're also on a couple of uh, or a few podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. Nice. Uh, and lastly, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the, the time to uh, check us out each and every week. We greatly appreciate you uh, enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans. And it seems like you know we got more and more people who are uh, taking us in, and we greatly appreciate that. Cool. So then on that note, the Dreamer has awakened. Peace.